Welcome, Mistorians. Host Austin Hevesi and host Brenda She/Her have been waiting for you. Come along for secret histories of nerd mysteries. Hello everyone, welcome back to Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries. This is episode 70, and it is snowing outside. The weather outside is frightful, but the podcast is so delightful. Since we've no place to go, my dog's in the room for recording this time. (laughs) Everyone, say hello to Opal. Opal, do you have anything to say to the audience? No, absolutely not, because she's being a good dog and isn't going to bark. Are you, Opal? Are the, look you she gave, the look she gave me was like, <laughs> That's what you think. Yeah, we're supposed to be getting some windows and painting done, but it's going on day two. The contractor's just not appearing. We don't know what's going on. Why do contractors do this? It's like, <laughs> you have, you have, your whole job is like upkeeping contracts. Like, <laughs> it's your if name. you don't upkeep your contract, people start to talk. Like, it's really weird. It's, it's a, it's a my partner has a coworker and it's like her husband Ooh. um and he, he the first like two two days three days like he was it's thanksgiving week here in the u.s mm-hmm. uh and the first like the whole first half week before the holiday he was here like every day at like well one day he got here like eleven thirty, but he was like picking up all the stuff and then he left to have lunch right after which was a little like i mean you could have just had lunch and then come, you know, but you know, it's, it's fine. I get it. You wanted to like show up and you're here now yeah. on you. He like showed up and he put all the stuff out and he's like, okay, so I'm going to go have lunch. Is that okay? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's lunchtime. I understand you got up at 9am. I just, you know, like, I don't know where contractors get their stuff. I know it's not just Home Depot. Like I know they go to places that like, here's your pallet. I don't like, here's all your stuff, right? Like here's your yeah. order of things. So I get it. Like he's been up a long time and he, all, he has a kids and totally get it but it's like this is like two for two of like not showing up and then eventually i text like hey are you coming and he's like oh oh, well no (laughs) it's like you need a text in advance to say like you're not coming like yeah so this time i i haven't texted him yet i don't know if i will i think i'll just be like okay i guess i mean the big thing is like they put he put like all the paper down you know so like he didn't like track stuff in the house which is nice but it's gone on like a week of it being down and like my pets are getting to it and it's ripping and they're like you know it's really fun at 1 a.m is uh shoving my hand in the hole i made and like hitting the back of the paper and waking everyone up so exactly (laughs) no it's like he's working for you he needs to tell you that he's not coming if he needed this week sorry this is me just getting up on my little soapbox (laughs) if yeah, and my dad is a carpenter, so, mm-hmm. but, like, if if he's not going to come because it's, like, the weekend or whatever, which is understandable, it's Thanksgiving weekend, mm-hmm. he needs to just tell you. That's yeah. all he has to do, yeah, is be it's, like, I, it's the weekend and I would like to spend it with my family. I'd be like, oh, okay. One sentence. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, okay, can I, I know it'll be annoying, but can I take all this paper up and throw it away and you just put down new paper when you come back because it's, 
honestly not going to do much of its job because like we've been walking on it for a week like it's ripping Mm -hmm. i tripped on it once because it wasn't taped well which is fine like it's uh we gotta uh figure something out my dude (laughs) (laughs) asap okay like yeah geez i'm sorry you have to go through that it's it's it doesn't take that long to put windows in it is the thing (laughs) it doesn't but you know we're here we're doing the show (laughs) we're back we're and back. That's also the movie we're talking about. Oh, I got him. I got it. Got it. Oh, anyone. you got him. You got him. There's not much news this week, everybody. Uh, we're so we're talking about beloved Thanksgiving movie. We're back. A dinosaur story. It's not very beloved. Oh my god. <laughs> and you okay. know for good reason. <laughs> okay, so so this episode's going to be a little bit shorter just because it's a holiday weekend. We're busy, you know. And we're telling so, you in advance. Yeah, so you're not like, uh, well, okay, so where's my normal dose of news? And, like, shouldn't there be two movies? Mm-hmm. There's a serious lack of Thanksgiving-themed movies. <laughs> I Google Thanksgiving movies, and it, there's effectively none that are seen as, mm-hmm. like, big-budget movies. It's all, like, Hallmark movies. And I was like, the only <laughs> no. other movie I can think of that's, like, technically a Thanksgiving movie is the first Spider-Man Okay, so there's We're Back, which we're talking about today. There's the first Spider-Man, which is technically a Thanksgiving movie. And then Netflix has been very determined to let me know that the CGI animated movie Free Bird <laughs> is a, technically a Thanksgiving movie. And that movie is about turkeys wow. that travel back in time to oh. the first Thanksgiving, which is problematic. That's... So- a lot that's that is asking a lot of you the viewer uh, yeah and another movie that also asked a lot of me the viewer was we're back a dinosaur <laughs> story from 1993 oh we're back a dinosaur story I, I understand you're like why are you saying it like that that is technically the name that is the name of the movie it's not just we're back Everyone Which calls is, it that, but, and you, what, yeah. you're fine to call it that, but we're professionals. It's distinct, it's to the point, but then they were like, you need to know, you need to know, you need to know, this is about dinosaurs. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, the point, it was trying to capitalize on the dinosaur renaissance that was going on. It is, so, that in and of itself is wild. The dinosaur renaissance started in the 1960s. Which is wild. This is a long <laughs> period. A long, like, what other dinosaur quotes, movies... Air quote renaissance. <laughs> what other dinosaur movies came out? Because, like, when you think of, like, the, the term dinosaur renaissance, which is mm-hmm. a term I haven't heard until this very day, <laughs> TBH, um, you just think Jurassic Park and its subsequent yep. sequels. Uh, so, the dinosaur renaissance te- is yep. technically a scientific thing. That is oh. when that is when they first started discovering that maybe dinosaurs because like that is when we got dinosaurs how they look now in media. Um, mm-hmm. That's when scientists started pushing like, hey, no, dinosaurs didn't look like people thought dinosaurs were like cold blooded lizards before. True. So true. in all the media with dinosaurs, they were like slow moving monsters, like a lizard would be because lizards only like lizards are like overall slow. If they are fast, it's either to like burst speed or it is. <laughs> Like, a, a certain event, right? Like, you think of crocodiles and alligators and other large lizards. Like, they are... Large reptiles are slow because they their body isn't great at moving all of that mass. Mm-hmm. Um, and the dinosaurs renaissance is when scientists are like, actually, we think we were wrong, that they would have been warm-blooded. And I am not going to lie, I did not look too hard into the science because that's not... I'm a... I am a 
media expert, not a science <laughs> expert. So if someone out there listening is a paleontologist, I think that's the right word, um, please feel free to make a thread on Twitter and tag us and we will post your very smart thread about what the dinosaur renaissance was scientifically. In media... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you are correct. The media didn't catch up until the 90s. Um, the And it is so funny enough. Jurassic Park and We're Back released the same year. Which is... Ab- okay, so they released the same year. And um, so Jurassic Park was directed by Steven Spielberg, mm-hmm. but... We're Back was put out by Steven Spielberg's animation company. Yes. It was actually billed as, like, the family-friendly dinosaur adventure. Yeah, it's like, you can't go see Jurassic Park because you're five coward. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you Me looking down at a five-year-old kid. Coward. You're a coward. This is the superior movie. <laughs> you uh, go see your, your animated dinosaur romp. <laughs> yeah, other dinosaur renaissance films, since you... Other dinosaur-related like media in the dinosaur renaissance is here. Okay, here we go. Cadillacs and dinosaurs, mainly an animated TV series that happened. <laughs> Maybe I'll do an episode of it because that's the first time I've ever heard of it. Uh, <laughs> Godzilla, the series, um, which was oh, stylized like yep, Godzilla, Godzilla. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Extreme Dinosaurs, another animated series. Um, these are all things that were released around the dinosaur renaissance. Uh, so really the only one knew was Jurassic Park. And then I was like, oh, We're Back was also a part of this, I guess. It didn't, it didn't get the money. Uh, really no one got the money, but Jurassic Park, no. frankly. Well, wait, did you, did you say Land Before Time? I did not. It is Land Before Time, if for some reason is not seen as part of this dinosaur renaissance release of media, cause it's in the eighties, but I want to, I feel like, do they do any inaccurate depictions of dinosaurs as they understood them at the time? Well, it's the 80s, so like they, you know, the dinosaurs were rehauled in the 60s, so the 80s had a more modern version right. of dinosaurs anyway, right. which is kind of what we know. So Jurassic, or Land Before Time came out in the, like, the 80s. It was or like 88? Late 70s? Yeah. 88. One second. One moment, let me. Because 70s Bluth was still at Disney. Okay, hey, we're yes. back is by Don Bluth. <laughs> no, no, was it? No, 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 no. Why did I think that? No, why did okay. I say that? Don't worry, I can explain. Okay, Land Before Time was released in 1988, and this that's is by like, Don Bluth. That's what I'm thinking. That's a Don Bluth movie. That's what I was so thinking. Steven Spiel. Here's the confusion. Steven Spielberg and right. Don Bluth worked together yes. on Fievel. Goes to America, which is not what that movie's called. No. American Tale. <laughs> I was like, are you, you just fused Fievel Goes West and American okay, Fievel, Tale? Fievel Goes West was on TV yesterday. It's, <laughs> that's, that's fair. And they were working on, weren't they working? They were working on Fievel Goes West when they were also making We're Back. But Don, or, um, Don Bluth did not work on Fievel Goes West. No. They split off. So maybe some of the team there was like some overlap there, but Don Bluth did not did not have any of his little fingers in any of the we're back by. It, but it feels like he did. It kind of feels like he did, except there's significantly less. There's stuff in here that's traumatic, but there's significantly less dying. <laughs> there's not enough death for a Don Bluth. No, no film. one dies. There is. There's no gambling. There's other things. 
Okay, yes. So, all right. So we've uh, we've set the scene. Um, really quick. Land Before Time came out in 1988. Land Before Time Two was released in 1992. All I know is I don't think we were. I wasn't old enough for any of them to like come out until like second grade. Like when it came out on second grade, I remember that. Yeah, there was like a big. There was a big gap. So Land Before Time Two came out in 1994. So it was kind of like the part. No, wait. That's yes, yes. I'm all over the map today. Okay, we're back. A we're dinosaur back. story. What? Someone is drilling. <laughs> we're back. No one in this house is anything all day, and I go in the basement. <laughs> um, we're back. A dinosaur story is a 1992, 1993. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. 1993. Wait, we'll science... just start the episode over. We'll just start the episode okay. over. All right. Hey, everyone. This is welcome to Secret <laughs> Histories of Nerd. Fuck. <laughs> We're professionals. We, we are part of a network. We are the flagship of a network. Network. <laughs> and they've kept us on board for about a year now. Yeah. So. Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> that was me imitating a party blower. Okay. 1993's We're Back a Dinosaur Story mm-hmm. is an amblimation film mm-hmm. about <laughs> dinosaurs. dinosaurs. Four, At its four core, dinosaurs. Four dinosaurs. At its core, it's about dinosaurs. Yes. It's but it's sort about dinosaur <laughs> It's about dinosaurs that are kidnapped, essentially this, kidnapped. This movie does on- a lot. Okay, so the, <laughs> I don't movie, even know how to explain this. <laughs> the movie starts and you there's a T-Rex chasing a nondescript dinosaur. I'm Played sure by John Goodman. Played by the T Rex is not John Goodman yet. <laughs> That's a very yet, important. But he will be. This T Rex is like a monster, like a very, very, very stylized like T Rex. It reminded me of um, if you remember Power Rangers when they did the stylized versions of all their like dinosaur megazords, it was like that. Mm-hmm. It was all teeth, all teeth, super high quality. Uh, it was it's like a scary T Rex, like chasing a dinosaur. And then an alien appears. Um, Played by Jay Leno. (laughs) Yeah, uh, Jay Leno the alien appears and traps the T-Rex in their spaceship and force feeds them brain grain to make them civilized. (laughs) Force feeds him cereal. It is described as cereal. Yes, called brain grain. And then the, I think, the most wild thing of the whole movie happens. The dinosaur <laughs> restylizes into like a cartoon friendly, like almost Barney esque dinosaur. Like the head, the mm-hmm. eyes are in front, you know, they're not to the side predator style. Um, it goes from like a dark orange, to, like a bright orange, and it is clearly John Goodman as a dinosaur. Um, yeah, it, it is. It is voiced by John. He starts singing "Row Your Boat." <laughs> How does he know that? It hasn't been invented yet. Yeah, they're still the in the past. Thing. That's the biggest thing that gets me is brain grain gives you like it's meant to like jumpstart your brain to I, I assume essentially give you like a frontal prefrontal cortex like give you like a mm-hmm. quote unquote human brain. Um, mm-hmm. But then like he just starts talking and like has a name and I'm like it, this is the problem of we're back. We're back <laughs> has a 70 minute runtime <laughs> at least yes. three. And as we all know, at least three minutes of it have to be like the intro and outro credits. <laughs> And there's a couple, like, weird moments where this movie actually pauses, but it's on something irrelevant. And I'll yes. talk about that in a little bit. But so Walter Cronkite shows up 
and he's like this old guy who's <laughs> right. on the steampunk Professor spaceship. New Eyes. New Eyes. And he's just like, <laughs> he's like it's me. <laughs> I'm Professor New Eyes. What's up? I'm fucking rich in the future, so I started traveling through time and giving sentience to animals, I guess. His whole thing is that he has this machine that can let him tell him through bubbles what the wishes of children are and he noticed that children for some reason in I 1993 because it's, the, it's the dinosaur renaissance all kids want to meet dinosaurs and he's like so i will take my brain cereal and i will go back in time on my steampunk spaceship with jay leno and i will give dinosaurs cereal and then take them to the museum of natural history wink I don't know why they wink every time they say the Museum of yeah, Natural History, but they do. I tried to figure out if the Museum of Natural History like helped fund this movie or something. I don't know what the wink is for. It's so, and they everyone does it, even characters who sh- don't know. They're just yeah, like wink. The, the Museum of Natural History is a real place, everybody. It's not like a yeah, ha ha ha. <laughs> well, I think the book because this is based on a children's book. It is uh, museum. Oh, wait, I should search for the book. We're back. Dinosaur book. I think the book is mostly just about them at the museum. It is. It is. Okay. I think I had this book. Yes, I had this book. There is an alien, and the alien takes them from the past to the future, and then they live at the museum, and then, like, I I think the one kid, like, the boy is the character, and, like, hijinks ensue. Yeah. So... (laughs) So they they have to get to the Museum of Natural History. They get thrown out of yeah. So this dude's ship. like, I know what kids want. It's to meet dinosaurs. <laughs> I've given you all sentience. Here's parachutes. Get the fuck off my ship. <laughs> it chucks them off the ship, and they all fall into the um, New York Harbor, Hudson River. Thank you, God. <laughs> Where they meet a '90s child on a on a float who's run away from home. To join the circus. And built a very stylized Rube Goldberg machine of a boat. Every character in the 90s did this. This was, you know, you just expected to see more Rube Goldberg machines in he the wild. These, he meets these dinosaurs who knock him off his boat. And he's like, hey, give me a ride to the to the uh, circus and I'll help you get to the museum. That's pretty much it. Uh- mm-hmm. <laughs> he does not ever help them get to the museum. No, this child not even is once. worthless. <laughs> oh, don't you forget, coincidentally, they saw the child wish when they were on the doctor's ship. Sorry, oh, professor's yes. ship that he wanted a friend. Yeah, he was like, God, I really want a friend. And then like four dinosaurs fall out of the fucking sky. <laughs> and so Rex, the Tyrannosaurus Rex is like, I'll be your friend. The dinosaurs are Tyrannosaurus Rex named Rex. A Triceratops named Wog. A Paradoctyl mm. named Elsa? El- Elsa? I think it's just Elsa. Elsa. And a, the one I cannot say, a parasaurolophus. It's the one with that little bone protrusion in the back. He kind of looks like his name. Maybe reminds me of a pear. I don't know. Anyway, what it is, his but... name is Dweeb. Dweeb. <laughs> and they meet Louis, who's the boy, and then they meet a girl runaway child named Cecilia. Cecilia is so Louis is like. I ran away because my parents love me too much and it's annoying. <laughs> so he, then he rides on the paradactyl's back through New York like you do. Um, mm-hmm. Runs into Cecilia, who is like, 
terrified and hiding in her like she like sees them and like goes to hide and he's like what are you crying for and i'm like what do you fucking mean you just wrote it on a dinosaur what are you talking what what do you mean why is she crying and and she's actually crying because her parents abandoned her on thanksgiving yes she's like i miss he's like where are they she's like well my dad's busy my mom likes to travel uh and then, then you see a bunch of pictures in her house of her going to like things alone um which is it's weird, right? It's framed on the wall. <laughs> yeah, which is it's weird, It's like her right? at parents' night. Yeah, it's her at parents' night sitting alone with no parents, and it's framed and sitting on the wall. And yeah. I'm like, who did this? <laughs> who took this picture? Who framed this picture? And then who there's put a picture, this picture on the wall? There's a picture of her parents framed that say, wish you were here while they are seemingly on some vacation. Uh, her parents Without are admittedly her. monsters of human beings. Truly. She's like, <laughs> what, is she 10? I, I don't know. I think... I would assume at least 10. In According her, to the laws, she should not be home alone. Her parents are rich monsters uh, and didn't even do the thing, the kindness of getting her a nanny. They're just like, you'll live in our penthouse suite alone. Um, Figure it out. And so it's super weird because like, Louis like, my parents are always in my face and loving me. I hate and see it's like, I live alone and I haven't seen my mom in a year. <laughs> And it's, it's like, hey, Louie, shut up. Yeah, it's like, are we supposed to, like, feel uh, feel feel bad for Louie? Right. He's like, my mom tries to kiss me too much because she just loves me. Yeah. And Celia's just like, oh, that sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot. Captain New Eyes warned the dentist to stay away from his evil twin brother, Professor Screw Eyes. Who's okay, so why- gone crazy because he lost an eye. He lost his eye. And he now has a screw there, a magical screw where his eye used to be. And now he's evil and crazy because he lost an eye. Yeah, it's like, okay, he also, buddy. He, his, he's like, my brother likes to make mischief in this era. But is there not like a time travel, like, there's not like a oversight committee or you, you, you guys just like, like hop around? Okay. I forget. We don't Why have time. There's 70 minutes of this movie. There's, we, no, there's time. no time to explain. Why do they have different last names? <laughs> <laughs> They're twins. <laughs> he did like professors. It's like a scar type situation yes. where like scar in the Lion King. His name used to be garbage. And then he got a scar and he was just like, well, fuck. Now my name is scar. Yep. <laughs> like, this is real Lion King canon. BT dubs. Scar's name used to mean garbage. Yes. This is true. This is not a fact. Uh, I'll just real quick go over. So it's weird because we're back. Animation, amazing. Voice cast yes. is star-studded, but there are some pretty good voices. It is mostly like big names, um, but the voice and it's big names to try and get parents to bring their kids in, right? Uh, this is post. Yeah. This is post Aladdin, so that's now a thing. It's barely post Aladdin though. It's like one year after Aladdin, but like yeah. most of the voice actors they got. Are very good. Like yeah. we got John Goodman, Jay Leno, mm -hmm. uh, Walter Conkright, Julia Child, Martin <laughs> Short. Martin Short's yeah. in this movie. Uh, just like off the wall big names in this movie. Mm -hmm. This movie spends exactly zero minutes developing literally any facts about any person, any person, any character. We don't know what anyone's like. motivations are. Yeah, like. The kids want to join the circus, maybe, because they're dissatisfied with their lives, I guess. And the dinosaurs just need to get to the museum. This is it. This is the, it's all. I think you get the most, like, character information by the clown. 
Yes. Stuff the clown. <laughs> uh... At some point, you meet the doctor they're supposed to go meet the Museum of Natural History. I don't know where they show her, because she shows up, like, twice. They could have just not shown her. Mm-hmm. She was supposed to meet them at the pier. Yes. And she was late. So they just wandered off to Central Park. Yes. <laughs> they Well, first they wander into the Macy's Thanksgiving and they pray. Remember, this is a Thanksgiving movie. Yes, and there's a big musical number they could use in all the trailers. and um... They didn't need it. <laughs> they did. Didn't there was, need it. I, I heard there was some controversy because during this scene where all the dinosaurs are like dancing, mm-hmm. there's like an advertisement for Jurassic Park in the background on a movie theater. Incredible. And parents were just like, um, excuse me, how dare, how dare he? Spider-Man's there. They have a Spider-Man yes. float to let you know it's the um, Macy's Thanksgiving they prayed. Rex like straddles him. He does. <laughs> it's and then, really weird. And then he sees uh, like a long neck. I'll use lame before time terminology and he's like oh look another dinosaur so good to see someone of our pers- of my persuasion and i'm like you came here with three other dinosaurs yeah it's like you, you should know this is a fake di- fake dinosaur like you've eaten enough of that that's you were force fed enough of that cereal like, <laughs> like come on bro uh and then he <laughs> deflates it and then everyone realized because people think they're animatronics like, yeah. all the kids are like, oh, real dinosaurs. And the parents are like, ha no, it's the Thanksgiving they prayed. Those are animatronics. And I'm like, How? man, absolutely not. In the year 1993, would anyone believe those are animatronics? We did not have no. the technology. This movie requires me to suspend my disbelief so much. <laughs> and it's hard. It's, yeah, it's a movie where you just have to absolutely just, like, shut your brain down and just... Let it take you along for the ride, because if you try to overthink it, you just short circuit. You can't blink while watching this movie. No, it doesn't there stop. Was, there was, like, a couple times where, I like, I, like, checked my phone and I looked up and I just missed a very important moment in the movie, which, fortunately, I just remembered because I, I actually have seen this movie a lot. Yeah. Uh, but I would just be like, oh, I missed X part. Well, hope I remember that for tomorrow. <laughs> um, But when the... The biggest thing for me, the crowd realizes the dinosaurs are real because they just, they like deflate the float. I don't know why that tells them it's real, but it does. And then <laughs> the NYPD show up and they're like, you're under arrest. And I'm like, under arrest for what? <laughs> you're going to arrest dinosaurs for just like, I mean, like, if they you, were real dinosaurs, how do they, how do they know they weren't like hired? Like, obviously, these dinosaurs can fucking sing and dance. No one has any common sense in this movie. It doesn't make any sense. When animal control show up, you know what is cool, but you do I, I desperately want to know what the strat would be to arrest a dinosaur. I look, what, what, what are you gonna, what are you gonna do? Let's what are you gonna say, do? Let's say they go calmly. Now what? Where, where are they going? Where are you gonna put? You gonna take him to the zoo? You gonna put him in the elephant enclosure? Like, what are you gonna? What What are you going to do? And these dinosaurs are like trying to talk to them the whole time. So like, you think someone would be like, wait, wait, wait a second, wait, these are talking dinosaurs. Yeah, maybe we should talk to them. Or you think the doctor, Doctor Bleb, who works at Museum of Naturalists, he would like see the news of like. Hey, there are dinosaurs, and she's like, "Those are probably mine. I should go get them." She's just like sitting there, like, "Oh, those can't be my dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> those have to be the Smithsonian's." The idea that she rolls up to the pier and misses four dinosaurs walking away from a pier is absolutely bullshit. 
I can't. She rolls up on her little scooter and she like she's got this big bottle, Coke bottle glasses, and she's just like she thinks all this machinery is dinosaurs, and she's just like, ah, there you are. And she's like, oh, must have missed them. Well, well, wait, she's at the parade. Wait, yeah. she's at the parade. Yeah. She puts posters on Woob's yeah. leg. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Every adult in this movie is incompetent. <laughs> Everyone. Even the dinosaurs. <laughs> like, I'll give them the benefit uh, of the doubt. They got sentience, I, I think, 20 minutes ago. That's what it feels like in this movie. I don't know how long time is. It feels like they all underwent a big himbovication. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Elsa makes jokes about how she wants to lay an egg. To fuck people, it's weird. Oh yeah, Elsa's like weirdly sexual, yes, like especially to Rex. She like sees yeah. Rex and she's just like, "Hell yeah!" You make and me want like, to okay, lay ma'am. an egg, and I'm like, "Yeah, I'm, you're not." So okay, um, someone are... has a size kink. <laughs> <laughs> Rip me in half. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, eventually the kids find the circus, and oh, what? The circus is run by Professor Scooter Eyes. Who could have thought? I could. It's a 70-minute movie. It's like a skewy circus. Yes, it's a very, it's the eccentric circus. They almost, they run into, like, some adult, like, 80s punks who are, like, threatening to kill them, I think? Yeah, and I initially thought, like, they worked at the circus, and then later on they're like, no, these, are these the kind of people who see your circus? And you later see that just, like, normal-ass people go to the circus. And, like, the whole theme of, like, the second part of the movie is just, like, who likes to be scared? Yeah. And let me... I'm just, like, side-eyeing the entire haunted house industry, like, <laughs> haunted maze industry. Like, some people like to be scared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um, this, this circus is wild. Like, it's this big circus. It's in the middle of Central Park, which I don't think they do. I don't believe it's legal. No. And so it's just kind of there and you get scared. And then there's there's maybe my favorite character of this entire film, Stubbs the Clown. He's Stubbs. I don't I don't understand. I don't know why he's here. Stubbs the clown is just he's just a clown. He's like an old timey, old fashioned clown. Who for some reason works for the circus. Why does he have a job? Like <laughs> he I guess he just does like random stuff and then like he tries to make doctors professors doctor professor screw eyes <laughs> laugh and he's just a man that won't laugh but for some reason professor screw eyes just gives him the time of day yeah i don't constantly know. yeah I have no it's a idea. weird dynamic i'm like what's happening here i squint i try to think about it this is weird stubs the clown is played by martin short everybody that's who martin short yeah. is. he stubs the clown turns out martin short is a good voice actor. Yeah. It's just, it's true. All Like, all of the comedians in this are good voice actors. Comedians are good at voices. Yeah. Like, you've got, like, um, John Goodman. He's a good voice actor. Um, you've got uh, Jay Leno is a decent voice actor. You know, his voice is, like, pitched to shit in this movie. Walter Cronkite's um, just Walter Cronkite. Yeah, he, like, says, like, the Walter Cronkite line at the end. And oh, I don't yeah. remember what... It's, like, it's what is it? It's, like, and that's the way... That's, it is. Yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah. Whatever he says. He says. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. But then he kind of like winks. Then and I'm winks. like, stop winking. <laughs> Please stop winking. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, the kids get to the circus. Uh, Prof- Professor Scrooge is Satan. He makes them sign a contract in blood. In blood. And this is a wild thing for a kid's movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
this movie, and this is why it felt like Don Bluth, because it takes a wildly drastic turn where it's like, dinosaur hijinks. Hey, kids, you want to sign your life away in a blood pact? <laughs> in a blood pact? <laughs> it's like a blank paper, and they're like, there's nothing on there. He's like, yeah, I like to keep it simple. Then he pricks their fingers, they sign in blood, he's like, oh, look, there's stuff that was hidden the whole time. And then he turns them into chimpanzees. Yeah, he, like, has the opposite of brain the brain. Brain drain. Gr- brain grain cereal, which is a pill called brain. And he's like, and the dinosaurs show up and they're just like, hey, you gotta let these kids go. Like, He's like, no, asshole. listen, I have a machine <laughs> that tells me people's fears and they're afraid of monsters and you're monsters and I'll make you monsters. People want to see monsters. Also, blah, his, blah, blah. his uh, circus is like a big sham. Like, he's the only actual demon thing. Everyone else is like in costume except the dinosaurs. He's like made a pact with crows at some... We don't know what happened. It's yeah, a pact with the devil. Again, 70 minutes. Absolutely zero time to explain minutes. what's going on. <laughs> it's no time. No time. So- the so kids the get captured. Just, the dinosaurs yeah. show up. The kids are not captured. They meet Stubbs the Clown. The kids <laughs> go back to save the dinosaurs. The dinosaurs have been regressed. Regressed. I don't know if that's the word. To have been returned to their primal state. states. Yeah, so they're all dinosaurs. And they're like all locked up and chained up. And like, it's awful. And the kids are just like, oh no, what have we done? And Stubbs is just like, that's just, that's it, kids. Yep. And they're like, uh You best to just go. You just, you just gotta get, like, Stubbs is like, anyway, that's depression. You should probably leave and just uh, never yeah. think about it again. Yeah, it's like, just think of this as a lesson and just don't worry about these dinosaurs you just met ever again. But then they actually um, hatch a plan. Yay. <laughs> they hatch a plan. Um, Rex is gonna eat Professor Screw-Eyes, and for some reason... They're like, he can't. And I'm like, what? what? Well, I think he oh, can. The power of love. Like, yeah, they're so like, like, don't <laughs> let him do that. And I'm like, no, fuck this guy. <laughs> the kids just like run up. Yeah. And they're like, don't do that. Don't eat. You can't yeah, do that. And then do, they hug him. <laughs> they do the Pikachu Ash speech. Yeah. Uh, they hug him and he's re into John Goodman. He didn't need the brain grain ever, I guess. He just no, needed love. <laughs> the himbo was in him all along. <laughs> so, and then they hug all the rest of the dinosaurs and all the other dinosaurs turn back into their himbo forms. Except for Elsa, she's definitely a bimbo. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Eyes is here now. He's back. He could have helped an hour ago. He could have. But he didn't, no. asshole. He shows up and he's like, anyway, uh, you want to come with me, bro? And he's like, never. And he's like, all right, goodbye. He just fucked <laughs> off. <laughs> and then, okay, here's this was weird. Okay, so when Professor New Eyes shows up, there's still tons of people in the stands of this circus. Yes. Like, the audience is still here watching this happen. Yes. And because they were clapping when the kids um, saved the dinosaurs. Yes. So New Eyes leaves because he cut a hole in the top of the tent and he just leaves with all the dinosaurs and everyone through the hole in the tent and professor screw eyes is just standing there like i don't like to be alone and then he's literally devoured by crows yes and um his line is uh you know when i'm alone i get quite scared myself oh is that what Stubbs is for wait yes wait a second this is one of the only this is one of the only movies 
that I've ever allowed this for, where you go back as an adult and do like an adult thinking of it. I think that yeah. it's an uh, allegory for depression and self-harm. Yes. And, it feels and, like, very likely. And like, he cannot be left alone with his thoughts. And that's what Stubbs is for, which is like, I fucking hate this guy, but he does. He never lets me think even once. Exactly. I get it now. That's why Stubbs is in this movie. Yes. Wow. Stubbs also gets a revenge scene before New Eyes leaves. He gets to, like, do all of his jokes and it's just yeah, very and he, unhinged. And he quits and any and it's a it's a whole thing and then professor screw eyes is killed by his crows um and that's kind of it they make it to the museum uh oh also i forgot the framing the framing for this is yeah rex is playing golf and meets a bird that can talk i guess which is never explained (laughs) because again rex can talk because he took brain grain so he is and this is just a bird this is just a bird it isn't like Rex is a, an animal can talk to animals. He can speci- he is specifically now essentially a human T Rex. Yeah, he's got he can drive a car. He drives a he car drives a little golf cart, course. He plays golf, meets a bird that's like I'm running away from home. He's like, oh, let me tell you this one time, a kid tried to run away and a man was eaten for it. <laughs> <laughs> he got eaten by birds. I know you're a bird, but eaten by birds bigger than you. <laughs> like, and then and Rex is like. And the dinosaurs are still there to this day at the museum. And I'm like, aren't you one of the... And then it's not enough that Rex ends the story. Then Professor Newwise ends the story inside. Like, <laughs> it's like we already... You already did the thing where a character is telling the story. You can't have a, actually another character is telling another Like, you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then he says his Walter Cronkite line, and the movie is done. Yeah, the thing about, like... The other dinosaurs being still being at the museum. And I'm like, Rex, why aren't you at the museum? Yeah, did you break? Wait, you make it sound like you're not. Yeah, I'm like, does like, do like the other dinosaurs never get to leave the museum? Or do they just like hate golf? Or did you just quit? Did you just one day like look Professor Bleeb in the eyes and just be like, I'm a bigger dinosaur than this and I quit? Yeah, I'm fucking out of here. Goodbye. <laughs> I don't know the budget of this movie, but it only made $9 million, and it was surely more than that. <laughs> that's, you know, like, absolutely absurd. <laughs> like, that's an absurdly low amount. This was one of three movies that Amblimation made. So the previous one was Five Goes West, mm-hmm. then We're Back, and then Balto. And then the animators from Amblimation were rolled into DreamWorks when mm. um, Steven Spielberg and Katzenberg and the third guy, I always forget founded dreamworks Mm. so the animation is i'd say like more off model than disney there's like weird angles that disney doesn't do disney animation is like pretty stiff usually this can get like really squashy and stretchy and that's like an interesting thing to see i think the animation is done Mm. really well even if did you watch this on did you rent this or did you watch this on tubi i own this movie Oh, so you just owned it. Okay, because when I was watching, I watched this. This is the first movie I ever watched on Tubi Mm -hmm. because it was free. And I was like, yeah, I can put up with a couple commercials. And there Mm -hmm. weren't a lot of commercials. It was was just one commercial like every 20 minutes. It was really easy to sit through. So um, I watched it on Tubi. And there were like some scenes where I think the digital... Yes. One moment. I think the digitization process went wrong. Um, that could have just been Tubi. Like, it's not going to be super high quality on there because it's 100% free. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
I might need to like find like a DVD copy or something and just or like get my VHS copy out because mm-hmm. I, I know exactly where it is and just see how it looks there because like it, it was a little weird. But it was also the first non-Disney animated movie to use digital ink and paint. Yes, it was. Um, yeah. And so it is worth noting that We're Back, A Dinosaur Story came out. It did come out Thanksgiving weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh Along with a lot of other movies, uh, and a lot of movies performed bad that year because it was a very bad, uh, it was, there was bad weather that Thanksgiving, so people weren't going yeah. out. So, because Mrs. Doubtfire came out that weekend, it didn't do great, uh, at the box office. Um, wild. So, and that's like the only other one really worth mentioning that I think people would recall and be like, no, it did good, right? Um, and of course, its second week, it did even worse. That's just usually how movies go. Um, mm-hmm. It was the highest grossing children's film opening weekend, uh, so that's something to say for it. The other children's films out are ones I've never heard of, Josh and Sam. What? Yeah, it, yep, I don't know. And then there is a film adaptation of The Nutcracker that was, like, made family-friendly that what? performed poorly. Uh, wow. So that's one thing to say. It is also worth noting the only animated film that came out in 1993 that was seen as a success was the nightmare before christmas which is a disney related product yeah valid um so and that was kind of how it went then this is also in the 90s when animated movies aren't doing too well because disney had previously just killed the market yeah <laughs> so people weren't really taking their kids to see animated movies it's like well animated movies are bad and i don't want to sit through a bad movie and like we're getting to the point where animated movies are going to be good again. Lion mm-hmm. King would come out the subsequent year, mm-hmm. um, and then we would be like kind of on a slope to them being bad again. But we're also getting to like the last days of uh, Don Bluth's films are going to be kind of like rolling to a close, and yeah. um, until DreamWorks comes along, that's really it. Yeah, because Rocket Doodles the year before that. Yeah, um, Pebble and the Penguin probably came out around this time. Mm-hmm. So it's a weird time for animation that didn't that, that yeah. didn't help We're Back. They kind of thought like, well, it's a dinosaur movie, but a 70-minute runtime is good for a kid's movie, right? Like, that's enough mm-hmm. time for a kid. But again, their parents take them, and watching as an adult, and I've seen this movie a bunch, and I've yeah, only watched it as an adult, this is like the third time I'd be as an adult, mm-hmm. and every time I watch as an adult, it is like, woo, you can really feel that this is 70 minutes. <laughs> yeah, you cannot blink. Um, I think it's because they they chuck so much in there. Yeah. There's this really weird moment in the movie where everything stops for one second. So um, Cecilia is crying on her balcony. She's got this hat on. Okay. And her hat flies off and um, Louis catches it because he's riding on Elsa's back. And Louis catches the hat and he like flies back, lands, he talks to uh, Cecilia and he's like, get rid of the hat. Like, I guess the hat symbolizes her unhappiness or something i don't know he's like get rid of the hat so she's like get rid of the hat and come with me and she like throws the hat off her balcony and then the movie just stops to follow the hat down to the ground yes and we get introduced to this little girl who's like looking through this window at the same hat and she really wants the hat and her mom's like you can't have the hat and the girl's just like i want the hat and Mm. the movie just spends like about a minute on this it's it's another this is another kid that they saw in the opening Mm -hmm. who wished she's like i wish i could have a thanksgiving hat i guess that's a thing i don't know i sure (laughs) sure whatever i roll into thanksgiving in pajamas (laughs) But yeah, it slows down for a long time for this girl to like mm-hmm. get the hat and she looks at the hat and she looks at the hat in the window and then she looks at her mom and she puts the hat on and she like walks away. And I yeah, I don't know if that's like a, a cameo for someone's kid or like that scene didn't need to happen in this 70 no. minute runtime movie. 
They could have explained literally anything else in this movie. <laughs> just that something. That minute and a half to explain, like, so what's up with Professor Screw-Eyes? Yeah, just what is his deal? Did he make a pact with the devil? Or Because they're just like, he's yeah. the bad guy. And even when the dinosaur's like, we know him, he's he's the bad guy. Like, that's, that's literally, I think, line for line what they say is he's, we yeah. know you, you're the bad guy. Like, okay, so think about this. They were... Like, almost literally kidnapped by <laughs> Professor New Eyes right. from their homes and force-fed cereal to make them, like, quote-unquote, smarter and, like, kind of understand the world. They didn't ask for that. Maybe they just liked being 100% feral. Like, <laughs> maybe they, you know, didn't want to be thrown into um, the Hudson Bay. It's <laughs> <laughs> like kicked so out how- of a moving steampunk yeah. airship. So I don't know. It kind of feels like Professor New Eyes is the villain. And like Professor Screw Eyes could be his brother who's like, yes, I'm locked in this this war with my, my brother who thinks he's doing good. But really, he's just ruining. I don't know. It's oh, it there's just a lot. Of, a lot. It, oh, my God. And they made they're a just... lot of stuff for this movie. They did fast food tie-ins. They did a mm-hmm. bunch of ads. They They made a Rex float. They had a Rex balloon that floated in the real Thanksgiving Day parade that year. Like they, so it's 1993. A Rex balloon mm-hmm. is floating in the parade that they have in the movie, and the movie comes yeah. out that week. And they're like, "This will be <laughs> the fl- the balloon deflates because it hits a traffic light." <laughs> and I'm like, "That's hilarious because the balloon deflates in the movie, so it's it's pretty funny." You think yeah, it was I- on purpose? It wasn't. I just like imagine like everyone um all who worked on this movie just like watching that happen and being like, God, hope that's not an omen about how well this is gonna go this weekend. <laughs> they had video games. They put a video game on yeah. the Genesis, the Game Boy, and the SNES. But I they're not play the, these so bad. They're not the same game. Oh my god. In the Genesis and SNES games, you played as Cecilia and Louie helping the dinosaurs get to the museum. You're like dodging Okay. Like, uh, like boogeymen, and you're trying to get them to a museum. The Game Boy mm-hmm. game was a reskin of an existing game called Baby T-Rex. Oh my god. And it's you playing as Rex trying to rescue the other three dinosaurs from Screw-Eyes. Oh my god. Um. Wow. It was released in March 15, 1994 for home video. It was the first home release to use clamshell packaging. Really? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, first one. Inside, you got uh, some stickers and coupons for Universal Theme Parks. Oh, that's cool. I mean, and products for, listen to this, Hertz Corporation, Nestle, okay, oh, and uh-huh. and Life Alerts. Oh, <laughs> just I'm like assuming, kids I'm assuming it's just a bunch of extra shit they had, like, in the studios that they need to get rid of. They just threw in these yeah. VHSs. That's so funny. Like, stickers and coupons. <laughs> They're like, please buy this, buy this movie. I bet it did pretty, like, I couldn't find any information about the VHS sales, but, like, I feel like it did well That's where I on saw VHS. it. I, I, remember, yeah. I remember having that package. I probably, I, I might know where it's at. Like, I'm not going to look for it right now, but mm-hmm. I might go dig it out so we can share some pictures on our Twitter. But, um, yeah, like, some sometimes VHS sales could save a movie. Sometimes. But it didn't save no, Amblimation. it did not save Amblimation. <laughs> uh... Yeah, it was just like, and that's something critics target when they really talk about this movie is like the movie moves so fast. Fast. I guess when you're a kid, that's fine because like your mm-hmm. attention span is like a little lower. So mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, dinosaur adventure, go. But there's, um, I mean, there's some 
fair points. Like, mm-hmm. Vorb didn't need to exist. It could have just been Captain US from the beginning. Yeah, Stubbs truly. Didn't, Stubbs was great, didn't need to exist. Could have saved a lot of time there. The Doctor, I like him. I Dr. Juliet Bleep, she didn't need to exist. She shows up for, like, two or three scenes, talks once. You could have just not had her and moved. Like, the scene where they land in the Hudson and get out. They didn't have to wait for the doctor to show up and be like, oh, I missed them. They could have just moved on. Yeah, exactly. She could have just existed in the inn at the museum scene. Like, oh, that's the doctor. Truly. Um, what else? I was saying something. It's also a scary movie. This movie's scary. Yes. Um, the dinosaurs are scary. There's like weird clowns and demons in one scene. The thought of getting turned into a chimpanzee is scary. It's, <laughs> like, it is it does. It's like a movie that doesn't know what tone it wants for kids. I think they wanted to make mm-hmm. sure, like, this guy's a bad guy. But I'm like, he could have just been like, I, I don't. I guess like being mean to animals is like too cruel. Then like that's a huge thing. Then, but I'm like, he could have been like spook, spooky. I I don't know. It didn't have to be like sign your name in blood. <laughs> I turn you into a chimpanzee. Ha ha ha. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's that's just really off the rails. Because <laughs> like the whole thing is like he. His eye can control you once you sign a contract. And it could They never do anything with that. No, it could have just been he's like, he makes them like dress up like babies. I don't know. Like, it didn't have to be like, now take these pills that turn you into chimpanzees. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, it's just, it's a lot. He has the power to like essentially mind control people and he only does it once to show that he can do it yeah oh he does it twice he does it to wreck but it doesn't work it doesn't work and rex almost eats him and the kids have to be like no this isn't you (laughs) didn't work bro nope i don't know what he expected to happen maybe he just yearned for the end (laughs) (laughs) and speaking of the end (laughs) that's our short episode yeah it's a short episode um, Future anyway, Brenda's like, <laughs> thank goodness. <laughs> I I enjoy We're Back a Dinosaur Story. I can mm-hmm. almost guarantee if you watch this as an adult, you will be like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> I can promise if you did not see it as a kid and you watch it now, you will most likely be like, no. Yeah, it's like pure nostalgia. But I can't. Percent. Oh, 100%. But I can't separate nostalgia from it. Because I think, ultimately, it is fun. Mm-hmm. So... If you just need a fun movie that you absolutely don't have to think about, check you, out We're Back. A, do you a, have roughly I'm, an hour to kill? <laughs> if you have nothing better to do than watch dinosaurs run around New York for an hour, oh boy, do I got the movie for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, this was our Thanksgiving installment of Schnome Goes to the Movies. Ha- happy Thank you. December. <laughs> December, <laughs> December is here. First. Yeah, December is here, and it's not going anywhere. Not going anywhere. As a brief reminder, remember, we will have some uh, holiday breaks coming up here. Mm-hmm. We'll keep you updated, but, yeah, you know, shorter episode. You might have another shorter episode. You might yeah. have a missed week. You know, check our Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. Leave us five Apple stars on Apple Podcast. <laughs> All right. Goodbye.
Roll back the clock and zip the time. <laughs> Roll back the clock. Thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries. Our music was provided by Esperanza Garay Negron, and you can find their music on Bandcamp at knifenun.bandcamp.com. Our introduction was voiced by Cafe 3G. You can find him under that handle on Twitter and Instagram. This podcast is a part of the Nacellecast Podcast Network. You can find us at Nerd Mysteries on Twitter. The show is edited and produced every week by the amazing host Brenda. And as a reminder, please, 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 if you're listening to Apple Podcasts, throw us a five-star review. Helps the show out a lot. Tell a friend about the show. And until next time, historians, see ya.